like amen the minister said i did suffer a stroke amen october the 15th i think it was amen but god is so gracious amen amen god is so gracious i mean i mean a brief testimony when i uh you know how men are we just don't go to the doctor <laughs> i'm just gonna tell on myself it takes a lot for me to go to the doctor amen and uh and, once morning when I got up, I um, uh, got out of the bed and my wife told me, hurry and take Faith to school as we always do. And when I got up, amen, my legs uh, was like spaghetti. I mean, I just felt like a drunk man who had too much to drink. And when I tried to stand, I fell. And I tried to stand again and I fell. And the third time I tried to stand, I fell and I hit my head on the wall. And just then, my wife said, uh, John, hurry up, and it's time for Faith to go to school. She's going to be late. And then Faith was looking up from the down, from the end of the stairs, and I told her, tell your mama, go ahead. You know, I'm not feeling very well. So my wife rushed and, and uh, took Faith to school, and she came back, amen, and she told me to lay down, and she said, you need to go to the doctor. But you know how it's me and I. Uh, not right now. <laughs> And I tell, I tell her, listen, let me lay down, and when I get up, if I feel it even bad, if I feel it worse, then I will go to the doctor. And that few minutes that I told her to give me turned to the hours and hours and hours. Matter of fact, I uh, went to church that night, and <laughs> look at somebody says, look at somebody says, say, um, sitting on stupid, waiting on dumb. <laughs> Amen. Went to church that night, amen, had a word, had an excited word that I got from the Lord and, and was very excited about ministry. And uh, the Lord allowed me, because God's grace is so, so precious in my life, he allowed me to minister a word to his people. And then right, right after that, we got in the car, I told my wife, it's time to go, amen, because all the signs in my body was telling me, amen, that it's time to go. That's just how I work. I work with feelings of my body. But anyway, make a long story short. We got to the um, hospital, and the guy looked at me and just said, you need to sit down. Do you want to sit down? I told him, yes. And he, we sat down, and they went all the preliminaries of what was wrong with me. And, and he said, sir, you had a stroke. I was in denial. And they kept saying, sir, you had a stroke. Oh, not me, not me, a man of God, not me. Sir, you had a stroke. And we got to the doctor, and the long story short, the doctor said, that there is a window, I did not know this, when you have a stroke, there is a window. And this window uh, uh, is a time frame where you've got to get before the doctor. If you don't get before the doctor, then you end up paralyzed or, or lame or something. And, but this is my testimony here. That once we got our CAT scan back and they looked in my head, they said, Mr. Williams, you must have had a stroke before. And I told them, no, I would have known if I had a stroke before. He said, sir, you must have had a stroke before because I'm looking at the CAT scan and I can see where the blood, where your veins have, have stopped that has been dried up where he told me this is, how, this is a normal vein in a man's head. He said, this is a, uh, 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 a um, picture of a man that had a stroke and I saw it. He said, now, if you notice, you have two of these same symptoms of having a stroke. So did you have a stroke before? I said, no, sir. He said, you had to have a stroke before. I said, no, sir. And then he looked at me again. He said, sir, he said, now you ain't got to be all macho. You, you had to have a stroke before. But I explained to him, I said, if I had a stroke, God didn't allow me to suffer it. 
Somebody shout God's amazing grace. And I'm here to thank God Almighty because I have full use of my body, my mind. Oh, help me, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. They were sharing with me, most people have strokes, always come out with a sign of, of, of uh, uh, being lame or can walk or can think or maybe not even speak well. But as process of time, I saw everything come back to me. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on, give God some praise for his amazing grace. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Oh, give him glory this morning. Hallelujah. 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 That's why I praise him. Amen. Amen. I, th I think I'm the best praise in our church. Amen. <laughs> I let God know that I am, amen, totally in, amen, totally in appreciation for his amazing grace and for his mercy. Amen. Amen. If you stand up for just for a moment, we're going to go right into the teaching this morning. Amen. Allow me to minister to you from 2 Timothy, the second chapter, the 11th and the 12th verse. 2 Timothy, the second chapter, 11th and the 12th verse. 2 Timothy, the second chapter, 11th and the 12th verse. And then when you get there, just say amen. Amen, amen. Are you there this morning? Amen. Amen. First Timothy, I mean, I'm sorry, Second Timothy, the second chapter in 11 and the 12th verse. I'm going to read. Look at somebody said, play catch up. Mm-hmm. Play catch up. Amen. The 11th verse says, it is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Say it again. It is a faithful saying. For if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. Look at somebody who said, live with him. Verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Somebody say amen. 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 I want to preach or teach or minister whatever the spirit of the Lord gives me to do this morning. And I'm going to talk from the subject, amen. At the end, we win. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, all I know, at the end, we win. If we've been going through, if we've been suffering, I want you to rest assured this morning. At the end, we win. Though I be sick in my body, God will not suffer me to fail. At the end, somebody shout, we win. We win. Slap somebody high five and say, we win. We win. We win. I'm a winner in Christ. Hallelujah. Suffer to be so now. Amen. At the end, we win. Amen. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. At the end, we win. Look at somebody say, neighbor, sometimes you got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. At the end, somebody shout, we win. we win. Amen. Put those hands together and celebrate the glorious presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Take your seats in this presence in the mighty name of Jesus. Just bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for your grace, Father, of safe pastures here in this wonderful church this morning. 
Lord, Father, I just glorify your name, Father, above the heavens and the earth. There's nobody like you, Father. Nobody, nobody, nobody. Lord, we thank you, Father, for you protect us against the snares of the enemy. And no weapon formed against us shall prosper, Father. We thank you, Father, for those powerful promises of the Scripture. All the promises of God is yea and made man in thanksgiving. We thank you this morning. Father, your grace and your mercy is covering us right now. You're lifting up a hedge, Father, around us right now. The enemy can't come, come in, Father, in the name of Jesus. Before you're strong and you're mighty, Father. You never lost a battle, Father. You never lost a patient. You're a wonderful counselor, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, we just thank you this morning, Father. If we had 10,000 tongues, we couldn't thank you enough. But, Father, you are God. And beside you, there is no other. These things we ask, Father, as you open the ears and minds of your people. These things we ask, Father, in Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Say amen one more time. Amen, amen, amen. Second Timothy, amen. Second Timothy, second Timothy, amen. The second chapter, the 11th and the 12th verses, amen. Here, Pastor Paul was writing to his young son in the gospel and he was writing it from a strange position it wasn't strange to Paul because he'd been in prison many times but this particular time amen that he wrote to Timothy will be his last the apostle Paul was found himself in prison amen uh he was he was captivated by Nero's amen uh imprisoned by Caesar and he was sitting there amen finding himself in a in a position that he was pretty much comfortable in but not really wanted to be in he found himself amen in jail now in those days amen the apostle uh, Paul's jail cells are not like the jail cells that we know this in Kentucky comparing to the jail cells in Kentucky would have been a country club the apostle Paul because Apostle Paul found himself in a dungeon, amen, locked away, amen. And the first time Apostle Paul was in prison, he was like on house arrest. He was free to move around. But this last time was a different time of suffering. The Apostle Paul found himself in, in prison, and he found himself uh, 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 being surrounded by evil forces. We can't see evil forces, but they're here, amen. And Apostle Paul found himself, amen, to be shut in and shut out, but... I thank God, amen, for Apostle Paul because when he was in jail, he didn't find himself complaining about imprisonment. He found himself, amen, locked away, but he thought, and this is how we have to grab, amen, when we're going through trials of tribulation or persecution. We got to find that silver lining. Somebody say amen. When you're going through, amen, don't just say, woe is me, I'm going through and sit around and have a pity party. We got to learn to find the best things, amen, because every dark cloud, there is a silver lining. Believe it or not, I mean, I remember when I was a little boy, the teacher used to teach that, and I, I didn't like that saying because dark clouds mean dark clouds. It means, it, dark clouds means a gloomy or eerie feeling or eerie, eerie time. But here, Apostle Paul said, this is a good time to write my son. Uh, y'all don't y'all not with me. Y'all catch up, catch up, catch up. This is a good time to write my boy. Anybody got sons in here? Amen. Anybody got children in here? Apostle Paul figured this was a good time to write my son. And what I'm gonna write him on is is, is concerned about the gospel. Look at somebody said the gospel still works. 
Uh-huh. Pastor Paul found himself writing a letter, they call it epistle, to Timothy. And he, he was writing this letter out of suffering. He was writing this letter out of persecution, but yet he found time to write his, to write his son to warn him about the things to come. Are y'all with me? When you get time, read the book of 1 Timothy and 2. Wait a minute, I think I was preached out of Timothy the last time I was here. I think we was talking about stuff. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. This is the last, last final uh, letter to Timothy. And when he was writing to Timothy, I mean, he was warning him about uh, uh, the things that comes with pastorship. The thing about it is sometimes you see your pastor up in a good-looking suit and you see your pastor uh, 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 teaching and ministering the Word of God. One thing about your pastor that I've learned about him, he's always doing something. Every time I call him, Dad, I, got, I wish I could talk to you, but I got to go. I'll call you when I get back. And sometimes I'll be waiting by the phone and never get a phone call. I'm like, oh, my Lord, he is a busy man. Amen. Well, Paul was grooming Timothy to be just like him. He was grooming Timothy to watch out for evildoers. And he was grooming Timothy to watch out for persecution and false teaching, uh, false prophecy. There's a lot of that going on now, false prophecy and false teaching. But one thing I learned about your pastor, he puts in more study time than I ever seen a human being. When he come to visit at Chicago, he have all these books. I think he bring the whole library to Chicago. And he spent countless times in the word of God. I looked at the Lord and said, that's my boy. <laughs> Somebody say amen. And it's good to encourage your children and be proud of your children because there's so many negativities and things that's going on in the world today. But when you find something good about your baby, it's time for us to get, uh, uh, time for us to sit them down and say, listen, I am proud of you. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Oh, you need to give God glory. I'm proud. Be proud of your children. Somebody say amen. Amen. Here the apostle Paul was proud of Timothy, but he constantly warned him about the things to come. Somebody say amen. As we look at verse 11, amen, it said, It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also what? Oh, y'all said that real sad. Are y'all saved in here? Look at somebody say, neighbor, I need to shout about this thing. How many of y'all glad you're saved? Maybe some of y'all are between a push and a pull. How many of you glad you're saved? How many of you glad you're sanctified? How many of you glad you're in position for you in position to get something from the king? Look at somebody say, neighbor, I'm so glad that I'm saved. Now pat yourself on the back and say, I'm glad I'm saved. I'm glad I made that decision. Hallelujah. People of God should be shouting up in here. Thank God I'm saved. Thank God I'm filled with his spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Here in Apostle Paul's uh, second epistle to Timothy, he says, It is a faithful saying, for if we be dead with him, we shall also live with him. If I die to the things of this world and I pick up, up, I pick up the cloth of holiness as best. Oh, I said that word, didn't I? If I pick up the cloth of holiness, the Bible said, be ye holy for I am holy. God is looking for holy Christians. 
He never changed his mind. He's still looking for those that, that are holy, right, and just before him. Those are the ones that God seeks that's going to worship him in spirit. It's quiet now. In spirit and in truth. Look at somebody say, is it me? Is it me? Is it, is it me? Is it me? He's looking for those that's going to worship him in spirit and in truth. So Paul said, it is a faithful saying that if we suffer with him, we shall also reign with him. Watch this. Verse 12. If we suffer, we shall also what? Reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Now, Paul, I know Timothy know this, and Paul, I believe, really written this for us. Because if we, somebody say, if we, if we, if we, if we, if we be dead with him, we shall also reign with him, live with him. Somebody said, live with the Lord. Now, I know our minds cannot grasp the, the picture of living with God. I believe that in the days to come when the sound of the trumpet and we, those are dead, shall rise to meet the Lord in the air. And those of us that are still walking around that are living right also going to be raptured up. The Bible said, King James Bible says, shall be caught up. If there's anything that I would want to be caught up in is in the Lord. Huh? Huh? Look at somebody say, get caught up in him. Now Paul goes on to say in verse 12, if we suffer, we shall also reign with him. Now here Paul is talking to us about reigning with Christ in the kingdom of God. The Bible says that we shall be kings and priests. In the kingdom of our dear Lord. Are you with me? There is a key word that Paul uh, says here. And you might want to underline it in your Bible. It said, if we suffer. Now remember now, Paul was in prison and he was actually suffering. Because suffering is not just have pain in your body. But suffering is when somebody takes privileges away from you. Look at somebody say, I suffer. If anybody in here don't raise your hand ever been on house arrest or ever been in prison, you will quickly find out that there's some suffering go along with that. Because I can't go outside, or I can't, I can only can go this far. If I go a little further than that, I might hear a beeper go off, or, and the sheriff or the policeman may call my house and say, John, where are you? If you don't believe me, I used to have some friends that was caught up, amen, in some devious things they used to do. And they used to have house arrest. They put these little things on their ankle. And this friend of mine used to love to play with the law. There's times when he would just sit up here and say, watch this. One of my friends once pushed him. And he went past the boundaries where the police said he could not go. And he went past the boundary and all of a sudden he got a phone call. He said, Leon! The beeper's going off. And Leon said, well, I emptied the garbage, and the garbage was across the line. Are y'all with me? When you get caught up with the Lord, 
hear me now, catch this revelation. When you get caught up in the Lord, there are things that God do not want you to do. Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. There are places where God don't want you to go. It's not, it's not so much that God is saying that he's picked you out so he can just mess with your mind. No, he picked you out for greatness. He picked you out to, so you can have the victory in Christ Jesus. Look at somebody say, I'm more than a conqueror. Amen, amen. There has to be a, a division. There has to be a line where we don't cross. If we do cross, you will hear the Holy Ghost say, don't do that. You will see the Holy Spirit say, don't go there. You will even hear the Holy Spirit say, don't say that. Somebody say amen. Oh, the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know about y'all, but I love God and the Trinity. Amen. The power of God, amen, working inside of us, amen. I want to I just bring your attention to this word suffering. The suffering in, in, in the Greek, uh, the pronunciation for the word suffering is pronounced hupomeno. Somebody say hupomeno. Say it again. Say it again. It means hupomeno. The definition means to undergo misfortunes. It means to undergo trials. It means to hold fast to one's faith in Christ. It means to endure or to hold on. So what Paul was trying to tell Timothy, Timothy Hupomeno, hold on to the faith, amen, that you have received, amen, by being in Christ Jesus. Hold on to the word that I have taught you. Hold on to the things of God. Hold on to the things that you've been taught since you've been little. Are you with me in here? Somebody said hupomeno. Amen. Amen. Hupomeno means to suffer. It means to endure. How many of you in here this morning have went through a thing? You went through some sickness. You went through some financial difficulty. You went through some family squabbles. How many of you in here ever went through a trial or a tribulation? And the only thing you could call on is the Lord. You tried to call on to a family member, but they wasn't home. Or they looked at their caller ID and didn't answer the phone. But the one thing I want to tell you this morning, God is not like that. Soon as you get on your knees in righteousness and repent from all your wrongdoing and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy. I'm going through a thing. And Lord, I'm going through suffering. I'm going through tribulation. I'm going through trial. But Lord, if this meant for me to go through it, I'll go. If this is for your glory, God, I'll go. The Bible says that God wouldn't put no more on you than you can bear. So if you find yourself going through some kind of sickness, it's for the Lord's glory. If you find yourself going through financial difficulties this morning, it's for his glory. The Bible says that God has a man in heaven. God has enough for all of us to share a good life in him. Somebody said living a good life. If you are a Christian here, living a good life is not just getting up in the morning. It's not just putting on your fancy slippers and grabbing the Kentucky newspaper. It's not just shining your fancy Lexus or your new car you just gotten. Going back to bed and all of a sudden going to watch the football game. 
God ain't in all that. God is looking for those that want to be sellouts. God is looking for those that are reading their word and fasting. God is looking for those that want to live right and want to see others live right. God is looking for those that's quickly forgiving, them, forgiving their neighbors as, as, they, as their neighbors forgive them. God is looking for somebody that's different. God is not looking for somebody that curse like a seller and lie like a rug. Look at somebody said, hey, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hupomeno, mm-hmm. amen. It means to endure, to hold on through trials and misfortunes, amen. Some of the misfortunes that we that we endure or we count to, or we, we, we come to, uh, some of these things are not orchestrated by God. Most of the misfortunes are orchestrated by the enemy. But how many know that God has a, a visible uh anointing that's around you and your family. And when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, he lifts up his standard against you. If you don't believe me, ask old man Job. Old man Job will tell you, yeah, I lost everything. And then sickness came upon me. It was on me all over from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. One day I found myself taking a clay pot and, 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 and scraping the balls that was under the bottom of my feet. I thought God had left me, but no, there was a trial I had to go through. Look at somebody say, it was a small thing. I remember, I remember Job's wife came running to Job and said, why don't you just curse God and die? I wish my wife would tell me that. Ooh. Let my wife say, go and curse God and die. I would look at her. I would say, woman. I love you. (laughs) Somebody say amen. Look at somebody and shout, we have the victory in Christ Jesus. Look at somebody and say, we have it now. Let me show you what I'm talking about and I'll be done. Go with me to 1 John, the fifth chapter. Oh, I'm going to show you. Through some of the apostles, Amen. How we have victory in the Lord. Amen. First John, fifth chapter in the fourth verse. Let me move very quickly now. Amen. First John, fifth chapter, fourth verse. First John, fifth chapter, fourth verse. Are you there? Look what it says. For whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. Stop right there. Whosoever is born of God, overcometh the world. Look at somebody say, we win. Stay with me now. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Mm. Look at verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believed that Jesus is what? The Son of God. How many of you in here this morning... Believe that Jesus is the Son of God. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many of you in here really believe, without a shadow of a doubt, that Jesus is the Messiah? Oh, look at the hands. My God. Look at the hands. Look at the hands. Now watch this. 
John was saying that if you believe this, you already have the victory. No matter what kind of persecution or suffering that you're going through, you already are winners. Look at somebody that's nudging this morning and say, you're already a winner. Come on, say it again. Say it again. Now shout real loud. You're already a winner. Now somebody shout, we won. Now look it down. I hope y'all ain't the China church that's scared of the devil. Look down and say, Satan, my B-I-B-L-E. Already told me that we won. Satan, I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Come on. I'm a winner in this life. I'm a winner in death. I'm a winner in the resurrection. I'm a winner. Somebody shout, already won. Say it again. Say it again. All ready. One. I like that. Say it again. All Ready. One. Now pat yourself on the back and say, I'm a winner. That's right. That's right. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. I'm a winner. Please walk with me. Walk with me to 1 John. Mm -hmm. Are you getting this now? Lift your head up. You are winners in Christ. You are the head and not the tail. (laughs) Somebody shout hallelujah. Go with me. Go with me. Go with me to 1 John, the 5th chapter, 18 and 19 verse. We're going to stay right with John. Now it says, we know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And that wicked one touches him not. Is it, is it worth reading that again? Are you with me? Okay, don't leave me. Are you with me? Here we go. We know that whosoever is born of God does what? Don't do it. got to be scared. We got the power of repentance. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. Amen. We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And that wicked one touches him not. Now look what Paul is saying. He that is begotten of God keepeth himself. Oh, help me, Lord, help me. He that is begotten, let's, let's, let's define the word begotten. The word begotten means to bring forth, or it means to call forth. Those of you that has confessed Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you didn't do it on your own power. You were called forth. Are you with me in here? Now, the Bible says that he that has been begotten, which means to be called forth, keeps himself. Other words, he don't love sinning. Matter of fact, if you take this young man and he's been called of God, if he sins, he cringes. Because he knows this DNA is not of his father. Are you with me in here? So what the word of God, what John was saying is, he that loves God or was begotten of God keeps himself from sinning. It ain't that he has the power to keep himself. But when you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he gives you a down payment. He gives you an honest payment of the Holy Spirit. 
And when you try to sin, and we have tried after we received the Holy Ghost, if you get away with it, when you fall asleep at night, the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you. It's just like a man who loved to drive a car. And here's the red light, and he thinks it's a green light, so he keeps going. That's how it is when you have the Holy Ghost and you keep going. The, light, the red light says stop, but you think it says go, or you think it means speed up. And that's how some Christians have learned, have learned to live. When God said don't do it, you do it. When God said do it, you don't do it. When God said get up, you sit down. When God says sit down, you stand up. Look at somebody say, I got to get myself together. I'm telling you, you got to get, we got to get ourselves together. Because if we don't get ourselves together, we, at the end, we won't win. At the end, we'll be losers. How many of you in here want to be a loser? Not a hand in the house. How many of you want to be victorious in Christ? Come on, come on. How many of you? How many of you? Want to be victorious. Now, I'll tell you what. Lift up both hands and say, Lord, I want to be victorious in you. In the mighty name of Jesus. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to start right now. By putting my hands together and giving you some praise. Come on. Come on, give him some praise up in him. We're going to start right now. We're more than a conqueror. More than conquerors. More than conquerors. In Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen, amen. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And the wicked one touches him not. Here's some more revelation. If you want the devil off your back. If you want to be like MC Hammer. Singing can't touch this. Look at somebody say, learn to keep yourself in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. When you learn to keep yourself in Christ, the enemy is steady trying to sift you as wheat. But Jesus said, I prayed for you that when you're strong, you will strengthen your brother. Look at, so look at your neighbor and just, just nudge him a little bit and say, do you need strength this morning? Do you need strength? Do you need encouraging this morning? Do you need to be uplifted this morning? Well, listen, let me tell you that at the end, we win. At the end, at the end of this Christian life, we are winners. At the end of this Christian life, we are just like Christ. Hate sin and love God. Somebody say amen. Go with me to the gospel, the gospel of John. If you will, 16th chapter and the 33rd verse. Somebody say, at the end we win. I'm going to show you how you're already winning. John 16, 33, Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have what? You might have peace. In the world you shall have what? Tribulation. But be of what? Good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now notice this is a victory statement that Jesus was making to the believers. This is a encouraging statement that Jesus was making to the saints. 
He was saying that you already are winners. He was giving them an optimatum. He said, these things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. But in the world, he said, you shall, you shall, you shall have tribulation. But be of good courage, for I have overcome the world. I want you to put your hands together and say, Lord, thank you for that victory speech. Come on, come on. That in Christ Jesus, we are already victorious. In the world, we shall have tribulation, but in Christ. Look at somebody say, I'm already winner. The word tribulation in Greek, the Greek meaning is to be afflicted, to have trouble, or to be persecuted, or to be burdened down. Now, ain't that like the world today? Looking at the economy, looking at the school systems, looking even at the church. Looking at all these things that's coming out of the world, nothing but trouble, nothing but afflictions, nothing but persecution. And, not, and after all of these spirits are attacking you, the spirit of affliction, the spirit of trouble, the spirit of persecution, then you become burdened down. But Jesus is saying that if you stay in me, you will not be burdened down. You will have that perfect peace. <laughs> while your mind is fixed on me you should have perfect peace is there anybody in here that's seeking peace the bible says seek peace and pursue it look at somebody and say I'm running after it I'm running after it I'm running after peace because I'm tired of being broke I'm tired of family squabbles I'm tired of coming into church and the church is acting like the world I'm tired so I'm seeking the Lord day and night and night and day I got my mind fixed on Jesus. So even when I get into trouble and I pick up the phone and can't get nobody on the other end, the scripture that comes back to me that Solomon said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That's why Jesus said here in, in, in John 16, that's why he said, be of good cheer. The word good cheer means to, to celebrate. It means to find joy. It means to, it means to praise the Lord. Somebody say amen. Jesus giving us a way out. He's telling us how much winners we are if we just stay in him. Somebody say amen. David said in Psalms 33, 19, you have to turn there just in case, just in case you want to. But David said this. He said, many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord shall deliver them out of them all. Here's is another nugget that we just got to take. You might not want to put this in your traveling bag, but we got to take this because ain't no such thing as being a Christian. You don't suffer nothing. Those, most people think once I got in Christ, I won't have to suffer no more. I ain't got to go through no trials or tribulation. But baby, let me tell you, not to discourage you, but let me tell you something. Once you get saved, that's when the trouble really begins. Huh? Once you become a son or a daughter of God, that's when the trouble starts. That's why David wrote this. David being, being the apple of God's eye, suffered a lot of different trouble, family problems. He suffered war. He suffered famine. But one thing he said while he was suffering famine, he said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. 
nor his seed beg for bread. Look at somebody said, these are the blessings of God. David said, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver them out of them all. I want you to put your hands together for a loving God. Come on, do it. Come on, come on. Come on. A loving God. A caring God. A merciful God. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen. We are winners in this thing. And God has given us a glimpse of our victory that's in Christ Jesus. Somebody say amen. Turn with me to uh, 1 Corinthians 15. 57. 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter and the 57th verse. Look at somebody and say, I serve a good God. Tell the world, I serve a good God. Amen. I know y'all saying, why are you making us say all these? All, woo, feel like I didn't preach the sermon. Amen. It's time for the church to start testifying about the goodness of the Lord. Look at somebody and say, it's time. Don't just keep your testimonies to yourself. Tell somebody about the wonderful power of God. Tell, look at somebody and say, I'm going to tell the world. Paul says this in 1 Corinthians, the 15th chapter, 57th verse. He says, but thanks be to God, which given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Ah. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Come on, put those hands together and begin to celebrate. Come on, come on. Come on, celebrate him. I want you to look at your neighbor that you've been talking to all morning. So neighbor, this pastor have arrested me. And he got me talking to you all through his sermon. Neighbor, I'm glad that he got me talking to you. Because I've been seeing you Sunday after Sunday. And ain't said a word to you. Somebody said, that ain't God. In my closing, in my closing. We are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. You believe that? Do you believe that? I don't care what's going on with you right now. Your case has come up before the Lord. Come on, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Look at somebody and say, God knows my case. Now, let me leave this with you. If God knows your case, which the Holy Ghost just told me, if God knows your case or your trials or your tribulation or your suffering, if God knows your case and your case has come up before his throne, always remember that Jesus is your lawyer. Huh? Come on. Come on. Jesus is your lawyer and he has your case in your hand. But guess what? He is the son of the judge. Huh? He's the son of the judge. I heard, somebody said, I heard that Jesus had never lost a case. 
Huh? Somebody say, I heard that he stands between you and God. Countlessly making intercessors for me. So neighbor, I can't lose for who I use. I'm using the son of God. Come on, put those hands together and begin to bless them. Come on. Come on. Out from your spirit. Begin to bless his name. Come on. Come on. Come on, give him some praise. Come on. Stand on your feet in this place and begin to give him some praise. Look at somebody and say, Lord, I thank you for dying for me. I thank you for rising for me. I thank you for standing the gap for me. Somebody say, Jesus, I thank you. Now say, Lord, here I am, a wretched man like me. But I know that your blood covers me. I know that your grace keeps me. I know that your mercy consumes me. Now somebody begin to say, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Come on. Come on, do it. Come on, do it. Come on, do it. Say, Lord, have mercy. I once was blind, but now I see God. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Lift up those hands in here. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy on your people. Have mercy on the saints. Have mercy on the sinners. As we lift up our hand and we begin to say thank you, God, for all that you have done for us, seen and unseen, you have kept us and continue to keep us. Lord, we can't go anywhere unless we run into thee. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for keeping us. Thank you for all of your promises. For you said in your word, all the promises is yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Thank you for sending your son into our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on, put those hands together. Just celebrate. That's right. That's right. That's right. In case we have someone in this room that don't know Christ and you want to have a relationship with him so you can be a winner. Amen. We're going to ask you to come. We're going to ask you to come down to the, to the forefront where we have ministers that's waiting to receive you. Amen. And don't say, don't say what we all said before. I'll come when I get right. The enemy will make sure you never get right. Huh? Come. Come just as you are. Whatever you have done will be forgiven you. Wherever you have been going, God will forgive you. Come. While the blood is still running warm in your veins, come. Come to the house of God. Come to God himself. This is why Jesus died for you. That he may open the door for you to enter in through the straight gate. Somebody say amen. amen. Lift up those hands. That's right. 
I'm going to rest you now. Lift those hands. Let's lift those hands. You all are rested in the spirit. Hallelujah. 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 We ask you to come. The Lord said that I'm married to the backslider. Those of you that was in Christ at one time and just slid back. The Bible says.